This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, I'm Catherine. And I'm Sheila. And we're taking you through private eyes. In this episode, you're going to hear from Haley Ward. Haley is a private investigator and became one because of the suspicious events surrounding her cousin, Danielle Smith's death. Haley is also a Patreon member. She brought this case to me because she was suspicious and asked me to review the file. So Catherine, Danielle, and I looked it over, and we have a lot of questions. The first clip you're going to hear is from Haley talking about the events surrounding Danielle Smith's death. The events of that night were told by Jeff Wellborn. Jeff Wellborn was Danielle Smith's on-again, off-again boyfriend. There was a 16-year gap between them. They met at Danielle Smith's father's auto shop. Jeff needed a babysitter and someone to clean his house. Danielle volunteered to do so, and they began a relationship. This clip is Haley Ward talking about her cousin and the events surrounding her cousin, through Jeff Wellborn. Seeing all these families search for answers and questioning law enforcement made me immediately think back to my cousin, Danielle Smith, who died in 2014 from a gunshot wound to her head. Her death was ruled a suicide and my family never could have imagined that she would commit suicide. You know, we didn't believe it then and we still don't believe it to this day. There were a lot of questions at the time of her passing. We didn't understand or things that happened that we didn't understand. Being 21 years old and my family telling me that your cousin has been found shot, they're saying it's a suicide. You trust law enforcement, even if you don't want to. You know, we didn't want to believe that she committed suicide, but we trusted them. Danielle, or Danny as she went by, Danny was not only my cousin, but she was an amazing person. She was so spunky and outgoing, loud, confident. As a kid, you know, as a shy and timid kid that I was, growing up with her, I envied her confidence. You know, she's a, a sister, a daughter, a friend, an aunt. There are so many people that miss her terribly. She deserves a proper investigation. It was a Friday night. Jeff was her on and off boyfriend at the time. They were supposed to hang out that night and he texts her and says, you know, we're going on this trail ride with a whole bunch of people like riding um, four wheelers, the back roads. Would you like to come? She says, yes. So they meet out at a man named Jamie's house and all of these people meet out. They go on this, on this um, back roads trail ride and having a great time. They're drinking based on witnesses reports and also Jeff himself there is an argument that happens between him and Danny that night. And the story is that Jeff was talking to another woman, turned his back on Danny, and she got upset and they proceeded to argue. He says that he notices 
she's getting a little too drunk. So they decide to head back and go on home. So they meet back at Jamie's house. Everyone's kind of there loading up their um, formulas, ATVs, things like that. And Jeff helps Danny off of the ATV into the vehicle, lays her back, goes back to the trailer to tie down his ATV, then gets back into the vehicle. Before that, while he's tying down the ATV, he hears what he thought was a firecracker pop, doesn't think anything of it, gets back into the vehicle. It's quite smoky in the cab. He turns on the defroster, again, doesn't think anything of it, proceeds to leave Jamie's house to head back home to his house. In that time, there are multiple phone calls that happen between him and his friend CJ. So CJ says in his statements that Jeff calls him, says he's leaving, and then says Danny shot herself. She killed herself. Jeff and Danny are in the vehicle. CJ is saying that Jeff tells him Danny killed herself. Jeff's story or Jeff's statement says that Danny, he looks over, tries to talk to Danny, sees the gun in her lap and picks it up, throws it on the floorboard. All while this is happening, Jeff is speeding back to his house. Once he notices Danny has shot herself, he is driving erratically. And CJ also attests to this. He sees Jeff driving crazy down the road. His trailer is swinging around. His ATV falls off the trailer. He keeps on going on home. This is when he calls 911 while he's still driving back to his home. And so he proceeds to head back on home to meet the ambulance there at his home. Danny is still alive at this time. She obviously has a gunshot wound to her head. The dispatcher asked Jeff to get her out of the vehicle. So once he's home, he gets her out of the vehicle and lays her on the ground. We will talk about the 911 call in another episode and kind of discuss that. It ends up back at Jeff's home with Danny on the ground outside of his vehicle, um, having shot herself, assuming inside of his vehicle. That's kind of the overall picture. So there's the first location, Jamie, Jamie's house, where all of them meet up to ride ATVs. There's the second location, which is the ATV crash site, where law enforcement also arrives and um, takes statements from people that were there. And then there's the third location, which is Jeff's home, which is where Danny was found by medical personnel. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, so what you're going to hear next is the responding officer, Officer Sartain. It's a recording from his body cam footage as he is arriving on the scene of Jeff's house after receiving the uh, dispatch information. I'm Officer Sartain with the police department. He's okay. Tell me what's happened. Danny shot herself. Who did? Danny, the girl laying right there. Did you see it or hear it happen? No, it sounded like a fucking firecracker going off. She was in the, in the truck. I got to, like, go unlock the door. Stand right over here, please. Okay. She's breathing, but the right side of her head is covered in blood. Yeah, who is this lady? Danny Smith is her name. Are you uh, related to her? No, I was, like, dating her. 
Okay. Does she live here? No, she lives in Longview. Okay. Well, she's still breathing, but what'd she shoot herself with? That pistol right there? Yes. Was you, but you were inside the house when it happened? I was like over here unlocking the door. Who else was here? Just me and her. Is she upset about anything? Yeah, we were arguing and stuff and really? we've been drinking. Yeah. Go ahead and get your driver's license out and let me it's see it. over here. Is it in this truck? Yes. Just let, show me where it's at. I don't know where it is. My billfold's here, somewhere. Here, just come over here. John. She's still breathing, but she's got a, she's got a contact gunshot wound to the right side of her head. Let me check you for weapons right quick. No, I don't have any. You got blood on your hands? Yes. The the lady How did that I happen? To on nine one one said get her out of the truck and lay her flat. Oh, so, so she, is that what you did? Yeah. And just y'all two, the only ones here. Yes. Come right over here. Okay. I want you to have a seat in the back seat. Yeah. You're not under arrest, sir. I'm just, I'm just, don't want to, I want to remove you from the scene until they get. Let me sit right here, not in the car, please. You, I'm going to leave the door open for you. I I just, I don't want to sit down. I don't want to sit down at all. Well, you're not going to wander around. No, I understand. Is this your house? Yes. Do you know which dispatcher you talked to? I talked to Cass County. Are they the ones that okay, told you to? I'm, I'm on the phone with them. Okay. You can hang it up if you want to. Okay. He Just tell them the police department's here. I don't know. There, there's first responders First here. responders are already here. Okay, then. Thank you. How long have y'all been here? Just five or ten minutes enough time to fucking call because I, I got see. Morris County first and then I was like no I need Cass County did they transfer you or? yes I don't know whose gun is that that's mine did she know it was in there it was in the center console I guess she knew it was there then yes sir I I, I don't know she we've been arguing right and then come like come back here to get home and like I said it sounded like a like some kind of pop going off and I was like what the hell is that and went over to get her out and she's sitting there like that and I was like Danny Danny you know and called 911 and they're all like hey get her out of the truck lay her flat on the ground let her breathe right what is that a 9 or 40 or no that's a 45 is it yes, is sir. it a XD yeah I didn't think hey. she was going to do anything like that what's your full name Jeffrey Keith Wellborn Jeff Wellborn. Danny shot herself. Who did? Danny. Danny Smith. Danny? Yes. She's over on the ground. Under Parkhouse? Yes. Accidental? No. She's just a kid. I know. We were like running around and. How old is she? Uh, 21. Stand back there by the bumper okay. if you don't want to sit down. Right. So I can talk to the dispatcher. Okay. 283504. First responders are here. Uh, there's only two people here at the house when this happened. Uh, I've got the subject in that reported it and the weapon secured. She's still breathing out of pulse. Can you call County and see if we get a helicopter here? 283 County, can you see if you can get me a, a medical helicopter available? 
What's her name, Jeff? Annie Smith. Where's she, and she's from Longview? Well, she lives in Longview, but she's from New Springs. I see. Jay, that weapon's in there on the floorboard. So I just want to leave it yeah. there until the county gets here. All right. Do y'all need more light or anything? No. Scott. Yeah. What's her name? Danny Smith. Her. Is that right? Yes. Yes. How old is she? 21. 21. Here's the ambulance. It's 45. It's 45. Okay. All right, guys. What we got? She got a contact gunshot, one to the head. What caliber? 45. 45? We got a bird coming. Yeah, we got a bird coming. Okay. All right, we have an exit wind. Going on this side, okay? We're going to try to get her on a helicopter as soon as possible. Okay. Okay? She's still breathing. I know. I just want Justin to know he graduated with her. The one working on her. Man. Is this your truck, Jeff? Yes. What's good here? This is Jeff Welburn. I'm recording. Uh, this is Danny Smith, 21-year-old female. They're going together. He said that they just got here, and, and he was over at the house. He was sitting in the truck. they both been drinking, he said. He said that uh, they had been arguing. He heard a pop, thought it was a firecracker. He has an XD. Springfield XD 45 in the console, and she's got a contact gunshot one to the side of the head. So she's still breathing, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, we've ordered up helicopters, so I don't know how long she's gonna be able to make it. The only thing that we've done is shut the door so them he said the uh, 911 operator Brandon, I guess, told him to get her out and lay her flat on the ground. And they have shut the door so they could work on her, but the gun is laying right there in the floorboard. I've already, I've, I've already checked him for weapons, patted him down. Fuck what you do this? Couldn't tell you, Jeff, I don't know, man. We were, we were riding foilers and things were good. And she got really, really drunk and I got in the truck, and I don't know where the fucking folder is, but she was like bleeding and shit. You know, I heard something sound like a fucking firecracker and fucking just like took off in my truck and come back here. It's fucked up. Why? Hello? I'm, I'm sitting here with the police and stuff. Okay. I don't know where it is. I like freaked out and took off. He told you where she shot herself at, right? Yeah. He said he uh, said she shot herself. That's all. They got a call from forward record, 2194. Yeah. It's his forward. She wrecked out there and shot herself out there, and he drove her here. Well, I didn't know that. Weird. Where this happen at? I, I think it at Jamie's. Where's Jamie? Down on the other side of Highway 11. I got in the truck and she was unresponsive and... Oh, like, she shot herself down there and you drove her up here? Yeah, I, I took off, yeah. Okay. So it didn't happen here? No, no. Okay. I don't know, why? why? I was loading my shit up, strapping it down, there were some people out there. Who all was out there? 
I don't know the people's names. There were. Are you outside of Yew Springs? Yeah. Are you going to be able to show or tell the deputies where that other scene was, where yeah. it happened? Yeah. It's okay. Did you tell them about the LZ? Huh? You tell them to do the LZ? I told, I told him to order up a helicopter, yeah. She thinks I called for a JP. Huh? I think he thinks you said JP. No, I said, I said call a medical helicopter. That was the exact words I used. What's your name, Scott? Danny Smith. Danny Smith. And his name? Jeffrey Welburn. Jeffrey Welburn. This is a secondary scene. This happened somewhere else. He drove her up here. He said so. Ready? It happened after he got forward there, right? Yeah. Yeah. He said he could show the deputies where where it was at. He said there were some more people out there too, but he don't know who they are. Hey guys, do we know if there's anything else on board before she shot herself? I'm sorry. Uh, Besides alcohol. Drinking, but was there That's all he said. Alcohol? It's a no go on the bird. They're not gonna fly. They were. I don't know. She said. That, I thought she said it was a no go on the bird. I don't know why, but I'm recording. Ladies and gentlemen, what are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making. Just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, "Hey, we're the Bravo Bros, two guys that talk about Bravo." Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Bravo Bros. No, oh, dude. Stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Bravo, bros. Good job. Even listening to it again, I... I'm like more and more blown away every time I hear it. <laughs> so Officer Sartain shows up. Danielle, what was his job at that point? Officer Sartain was charged with controlling the situation and basically securing the scene. He wanted to keep Jeff near him while he waited for the Cass County investigators to show up. He did not have jurisdiction to control what was going on. Because the crime happened in Cass County, it was not within the city limits of Hugh Springs. He was the first to respond because he was the closest, but he did have to wait for Cass County to arrive as they were going to take the case. He had no authority, basically. None. This other unidentified figure comes up, hugs Jeff. Okay, so that's something that they can't see that I think is noteworthy. And then he proceeds to tell Officer Sartain what happened. This is the first version of events that later you hear him kind of get caught up in the lie and have to come clean on that it actually happened somewhere else. And he never clarified where the other scene was. He says, Jamie's house, they're thinking it's where the ATV is. Well, and what's strange is the officer realizes that he doesn't understand what happened we don't have the full story or this jeff you know had a different version of events prior to him even learning that it happened somewhere else it's a bit deceptive to say i was over there initially 
and then come back around and go, oh, it happened at Jamie's house. They're thinking about the ATV. No one seems to sit Jeff down at that moment and say, what is going on? What is the chain of events that night? What happened? They're not even pressing him on it. I'm also, he says that he doesn't know what happened to the four-wheeler. What do you mean? What do you mean? You didn't feel it fall off when you were driving back? There's just so many discrepancies. What I want the listeners to know, this is the first of several audios they're going to hear. This is the first of the events. We're going to play the 911 call later. But right now, I wanted you all to get a baseline of what he told the police what he told his friends. So in the next episode, we're going to hear from one of his friends that he called several times while he's driving Danny back to his house. What's left out of this conversation with the police officer is when he said they transferred me. So he put the emphasis on they, the 911 dispatcher transferring him. However, he was the one who asked for the transfer and the listeners will hear that. He directed and he was in control of the 911 call, the officer here, the people on the scene. Nobody seemed to care about Danny Smith. No, there was no urgency at all. She has a gunshot wound to her head. No urgency to get her help. The other thing is when the police officer said she's still breathing and he goes, I know. I don't know why that strikes me as, hmm, if I had someone who potentially could either pass away or survive, I'd be praying to God they survived. This is a girlfriend. Well, and something that I think that 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 whole clip should be maybe brought in after the 911 call, because the reason why I think it also bothers you so much is because he's very adamant that she's dead when he's on the phone with 911. So it's almost like, shit, I know she's still alive. That wasn't part of the plan. Certain little moments with Jeff where he says she was bleeding when I got into the truck. That's not what his statement reads. So we're going to read his statement too. A couple other things. He lies about her age, which is strange to me also. The listeners may or may not have caught that very last clip where the officer, the other, the sergeant whispers to Officer Sartain that something doesn't seem right here. So Jake Hates says something isn't right. Why doesn't Jake Hates take the initiative to investigate and take the time to start gathering evidence at the scene. I agree. Jay Cates is a volunteer firefighter as well as on the police department. And he may not have had the authority to do it, but he can at least question what doesn't seem to make sense at the scene. And he may have, we just don't have record of that. That's the strangest part of everything. It's It almost makes sense why he's so lackadaisical throughout the entire call. The whole, while he's on the scene, he's not pressing Jeff on anything. He doesn't seem that it's, he doesn't seem to think it's a huge deal that Jeff is jumping around this story, not giving consistent statements. So did he not, did he go in not wanting to investigate this at all? Did 
Does he know Jeff? There's something off here. I think the fact that Jeff wanted to be in his own county where he lives says a lot. Small town America. We all have cases in small town America. It's just unbelievable how intertwined people are. And certain people can do no wrong in the town. Right. The helicopter thing bothers the hell out of me. Anybody else where they said, oh, it's dark or it's what? The weather? Are you kidding me? Isn't that what it's for? It's emergency life flight? There was confusion whether law enforcement even called for it. Well, I thought- heard it. I thought he said JP. Well, uh, you know, why is there confusion if a helicopter was called or not? And then it was- no go on the bird. We have no helos. Is there one not available or it's in use? What? Again, if they're waiting to treat her based on the helicopter and now there isn't one, shouldn't they be more frantic? Shit. We let this go. She has gunshot wound to her head. We thought there was a helo coming and now we got a transport. Nobody seemed to be focusing on Danny Smith. That's what I felt. I felt like they, the life-saving efforts weren't real effort. No. That felt strange to me. And then Jeff was able to roam around a bit, even though he said don't. Right. You have Officer Sartain showing up at the scene. Jeff is told 911 that his girlfriend shot herself, sees Jeff under his carport, Danny lying on the ground next to the truck, he's got some decisions to make. This is not his jurisdiction. So he's got to secure the scene until Cass County gets there. He talks to Jeff. The other cars start rolling in. Cass County shows up and the scene is no longer his. He stays there. He can't control the scene. It's not his to control. Correct. He is not actually in charge of that scene anymore. Uh, Cass County is and their responders to the scene. But we don't have body cam from Cass County. And I love the 911 operator. So we've taken the listeners through the first initial body cam of the officer arriving on the scene at Jeff's home, third location. The next episode will be Jeff's friend, CJ, that he called while he's in the car with Danny, he's losing his ATV. You're going to hear CJ's accounting of the events of the evening. And you're going to hear also Jeff talking to a police officer, what, at the station. And we'll break it down. And then we're going to play the 911 call and pull it all together. 